Blessings. Welcome to Divine Feminine Rising with Mesdeline. I'm Mesdeline, a mystic, author, Reiki master, divinely feminine belly dancer, and now podcaster. Raising divinely feminine awareness is my passionate purpose in this lifetime. Guiding people towards empowerment and personal transformation is my joy. My intention with this podcast is to entertain, educate, and even illuminate as I share the power and magic of the Divine Feminine. Thank you so much for being here. I'm grateful for your time and attention. So I just got back from a walk in the forest overlooking the ocean. I live in Oregon on the southern coast, and it's just beautiful here. So I'm all inspired and ready to talk about today's topic, which is the difference between religion and spirituality. Now, when I was younger, I thought that this was the same thing. But as my wisdom increased, I realized that they're actually two entirely different things. While some religious people are also spiritual, I know a lot of religious people that are not spiritual. So sometimes the two go hand in hand, but often they don't. Religious people and spiritual people both believe in a higher source, but they go about it in different ways. I really like this quote from Deepak Chopra. And it says, religion is belief in someone else's experience. Spirituality is having your own experience. That just puts it really succinctly and makes total sense. For me, religion is limiting and spirituality is limitless. Religion tells you how to believe uh, what you should believe, how to pray, all those things. Religious people tend to let other people tell them what they should believe in. Um, they let other people interpret the Bible, for instance, instead of reading it themselves. I can't tell you how many people who have told me that I should be this or that or live this or that way or whatever because of their religion— I ask, so have you read the Bible? Well, no, but my minister says, or my priest says, spiritual people want to find their own way. They want to have their own experience of spirituality. So they look for their own truth. They don't just believe what someone else tells them. And what someone else tells them might be the truth, but it's important for them to either feel that knowing of the truth, or to do some research and understand it for themselves. So religion is structured. It has clear rules and leadership that is most often male. And, you know, it tells you how to pray, um, ask for money. Um, when I was a kid, I remember this woman telling me that she baked brownies and was taking them to someone who was in the hospital and 
it was going to give her brownie points for heaven. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, well, you know, when you do good deeds for other people, then um, in my religion, that means that it brings you closer to heaven. And so even as a small child, I thought, wouldn't it be better if she did the kind deed from her heart and not with the intention of gaining brownie points for heaven? So I've always remembered that. And the other thing about religion is it's what I call an outside pursuit where people look outside of themselves for answers, like in scripture or in the sermons of their ministers, whereas spirituality is more of an inside job. It's following your own path to the divine and finding your own answers. And yes, sometimes we look to other people for guidance, but we choose what fits us individually. Spiritual people feel connected more connected to the divine, connected to everything, I guess. Um, I know that I feel connected to past, present, and future. And I believe that each of us has a unique essence. And we are all filled with divine energy, with the light of love, and that we are each a sacred gift to humanity. And as we express that light in the world, we are doing um, sacred work. And that just means being who we are. So you've heard of the ripple in the pond thing where, or seen it maybe on a video where you toss a little stone. It can be a really little stone into a pond and it will cause a ripple that will go all the way across the pond. And so that to me is a great analogy for how in our life, when we share our personal essence, when we share our love and light, that part of us that is divine in the world, it's by doing maybe just smiling at somebody or complimenting somebody or um, doing some kindness or good deed. That's like a ripple in the pond that reaches out through all of humanity and can make a difference. It does make a difference. So spirituality is an understanding that it's not just in church where you find the divine. In fact, when I was a kid, I used to always, whenever I could, I'd be outside. I'd be out in nature. I'd be climbing up in trees. I'd be outside at night looking at the moon and the stars. Um, I'd be climbing the mesas in the desert and looking out over the vast display of beauty. And that's where I felt connected. That's where I felt the divine. And I always was so mystified that people looked for God in church or found God in church. And I know that some people do, and I know there's more to it than just being in a building. But for me, Feeling connected, feeling that spiritual connection has always been in nature. It also can be when I'm gathered with a group of 
of women, especially of like mind and, and men too, but you know, that are on a spiritual path, that are on a strong spiritual path, who who really believe in the power of love and who bring light into the world consciously and sometimes subconsciously. But mostly I feel that in nature. So for me, religion takes power. It takes our power. It asks for money. It tells you how to behave, how to act, um, what to believe in, and so forth. It also judges you. I have to say that some of the most judgmental people I've met have been Christians. And when I read the Bible, it said um, that even Christ couldn't judge. Only his Father in heaven could. So I have found religion to be something that takes people's power, whereas spirituality is the opposite. It gives us power. It's empowering. It's about finding your own way, finding your own answers, connecting in your own way, whether it's through nature, through guidance from other people, through reading books. It's empowering. How does this fit in with the divine feminine? You might wonder. Interestingly enough, as I was thinking about what I wanted to say in this episode, a TikTok video came up in my feed. And just to let you know, I'm on TikTok less than half an hour a week because I'm busy. And so this popping up when it did is synchronicity. Video was by a woman named Britt Hartley. And her point was that religion is male-oriented. She said there's no recognized divinely feminine prophets, such as Jesus, Muhammad, or Buddha, which is very true and pretty obvious. But she also said religious scripture has been written by men, so religious spirituality is male-centric. And for some reason, I just never thought of it that way. She went on to talk about her thing, which is depatriarching her spirituality. So this really gave me some juicy food for thought. Scripture is written by men. You certainly don't see any books in the Bible written by Mary, Sarah, or Rebecca. Christianity is also focused on a male God and is only from a man's viewpoint, which can be very different from a woman's viewpoint. Now, I have to say, I do know about other religions, but Christianity is the one that I was raised in, and so I'm the most intimate with it, have the most knowledge about it, and I've read the Bible more than once. So anyway, back to a men's viewpoint versus a woman's viewpoint. An example of that is men do not carry new life in their pelvis. They do not birth new life into the world and nurse and nurture that life when, it was, when it's born. And back during biblical times, when all this scripture was being written, men didn't raise and care for children. Male and female roles were clearly defined, are clearly defined in religion, right? So it only makes sense that male and female spirituality are different. 
So I can tell you that for me, nothing in my life was more spiritual than being pregnant and growing a new human inside of my own body. Now, I know that's not how all women feel, but for me, that was, that was the tipping point. It's like I was always looking for something, and religion never made sense to me. And I was always made to feel that as a woman, which I'll, I'm going to talk about in a few minutes, I was a second-class citizen, right? But when I was growing a new human inside of my body, I got connected to the divine in a way that I never had before. I got connected to the divine feminine for the first time. And I didn't really understand that that's what was happening. I just knew that it was a spiritual happening for me. So it's no surprise that my viewpoint on spirituality comes from a different perspective than a man's viewpoint on spirituality, right? So over the years, I've met so many women who've left the church in disillusionment. So when a woman tells me she felt like a second-class citizen in her church because of my own background, I know it's the truth. So Christianity treats women lesser than men. The belief is that women were made to help men and they must submit themselves to their husband and be a good wife. Don't believe me? Read the Bible. So in Timothy chapter 2, it says, Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. It's hard for, hard for me to read this stuff. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if she continues in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. So this is said in modern words, not like what's written in the King James Version of the Bible. But what it's saying is... Women need to be quiet and be subservient to men and that they'll be saved by being fruitful. So in other words, you know, childbearing. But they also have to continue in their faith, love, and holiness and use self-control, right? So then in Corinthians it says, But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. So in other words, women are supposed to look to men. Men look to Christ. Christ looks to God, right? So it's no surprise that in modern times, women are leaving the church in droves. They're being treated as second-class citizens, as lesser than men, and yet we live in a world where we have to hold down jobs. We have to do all the things that in the Bible it says men should be doing, right? So the scripture is something from a time that no longer exists and doesn't fit the times that we live in now. Yet 
religion is still holding on to that dogma. And women are moving on, people, okay? I'd like to recommend a book for you if you're interested in a woman's journey to the divine. It's by Sue Monk Kidd, and she's a popular author. She's written some really great books. And this one is called Dance of the Dissident Daughter, A Woman's Journey from Christianity to the Sacred Feminine. It's beautifully written. It's inspiring. And I think you'll just love it. Also, if you're seeking more divinely feminine expressions of spirituality, I have a few suggestions. Walking in nature is a win for most of us. Looking at the natural beauty of trees, sunrises and sunsets, staring up at the moon, understanding that the moon is about divinely feminine power. As women, we cycle with the moon. So the moon has symbolized femininity since ancient times. Meditation is a way to connect, but it doesn't have to be the traditional male sense of meditation, sitting and emptying the mind. That works for some, but walking and dancing can also be a form of meditation. Movement is meditation. For me, beading and crafting are forms of meditation. I can really zone out when I'm doing these things and get that feeling of connection. Another great way of meditation is gardening, getting your hands in the earth. And as you plant seeds, know that you're facilitating the creation of new life. You're part of that cycle of life as you plant that seed that's going to grow into this beautiful plant. One thing that really helped me was to pay attention to the world around me, to see signs and synchronicities, and then to write about them in my journal. So a journal is a great way to help you connect to the divine and also to create and manifest what you want in your life. Another thing that's super important to me is having an attitude of gratitude. That is a way to be connected to the sacred, focusing on being grateful for what you have in your life instead of focusing on what you don't have or what you want, right? The thing that helped me the most to feel connected to the divine, I think, was understanding energy and always looking for the positive instead of the negative, which helped me create that attitude of gratitude. So in conclusion, religion is structured for the masses and tells people how to believe, how to pray. And while it can bring comfort and community, it also is controlling and limiting. Spirituality, on the other hand, is unique to each individual. We find our own way to pray. We understand that love itself can be a prayer. It's about finding our own divine connection and is limitless. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. My mission is to help bring back the balance of the divine feminine to spirituality. Please share this episode with anyone interested in the divine feminine and personal empowerment. This podcast is a labor of love, and if you'd like to connect with me further, please reach out. You can find me at mesdeline.com 
Divine Feminine Rising with Mezdaline.com, Mezdaline Bliss or Mezdaline on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And please join my email list to receive my newsletter. It comes rarely, so you won't be inundated with a bunch of newsletters. Allow the light of your love to shine. Be the change. Lead the way. And remember your light of love is a needed gift to the world that only you can give. Thank you for listening and may you find your bliss.